0: go six
1: weeks to trim up yeah,
0: yeah. we're in output so let's get yeah. that one we're in we're in we're in we're, in. we're on rolling hello and welcome to another msc performance podcast i'm your host max craven and i'm joined by another max max hartman hello how are you i'm very well mate i'm bro well. that's a Good. it's a very like serious introduction it's very Serious, up, very serious, yeah, of course, very cordial. Of course, I mean, this is a rarity, isn't it? And I want to make it a bit of a special occasion that every so often we get the two maxes on the podcast talking about all sorts of things, and that's what we're going to do today. But before we do, it's been a while for you, hasn't it? Since you've been on a podcast, yeah. so well, how are you? How is life? How's your training going? Give me, firstly, before you give me a summary, I want you to give me three adjectives that sum up how your training and life is going Ooh, on the uh, spot on the spot straight in exciting mm-hmm. fresh yes uh, and growth oh wow growth expand on all <laughs> of these words now please specifically fresh <laughs> I like fresh fresh is
1: good uh, mate it's good there's been, there's been a lot of change for me recently like um, uh, moved house mm-hmm. which is great um, cool. obviously, you know, there's seasonal change, winter is coming, summer's gone, winter is coming. Um, so yeah, there's change there. Uh, and then, like I say tra- training wise, it's um, it's great. Like I so I think I've <laughs> considering we come from like an snc background, yeah. I think I'm going the other way at the moment. I'm going more and more down the uh, down, down the bodybuilding hypertrophy. Oh, wow. really? Um, you are looking big at the moment. I'm, so I'm trying, there. mate. I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best, but um, now just with um with moving house I think because I've actually got commute now for the first time in a few years um you know prepping and planning food much better bringing food with me every day which is great I say it's so easy when you live locally around town I'm sure a lot of our members have exactly the same thing yeah. if you live five minutes down the road from your office from work or whatnot it's so easy to just like plan food on the fly or just yeah, get food yeah. on the fly. There's wicked places like shout out to Lydia, St. Kitchen, just down She's the bar, all right, end, which yeah, is yeah. Like, all right. like, it's so, so easy to talk about Lydia. Nice cup of uh, hot Java. That is well.
0: brilliant. Co-op zone. Mm. She, she will hate us for She'll you. She'll hate that. that. Um, um, with that, an interesting thing to talk about. So you moving house, you now cycle into work, don't you? Yeah. Man, you I- have become part of the population. I wouldn't say that I hate but I am not too far, I'm not too, fun, <laughs> you're, you're, I'm not too stressed. Too yeah.
1: Mate, I've, I've been cycling for about five minutes and I've now got like newfound sympathy for all the cyclists that I've ever like road raged and shouted at as I've driven past.
0: Yeah.
1: I, just, I feel the pain. Do you? Uh, there, when you, if you're going down the road and you've got like a bus overtaking you, a little bit too close,
0: or a lorry overtaking a little bit too close,
1: mate, that's not a nice feeling. Not a nice feeling. Is it
0: not, no? So you're, no. have your calves already grown? double in size I think I'm, pa- in I'm past the
1: point of my calves ever growing to be honest mate so oh, okay. they're, not, um, they're not my strongest like no. my biggest asset no say. but
0: so with regards to cycling do you think because you're sometimes in here at six o'clock in the morning yeah do yeah. you think that helps with waking you up like getting out in the, in the freezing cold like when it gets to winter yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I think <laughs> like as long as, as long as it's not icy it's fine like I said I think for Again, going back to like some of our members, like a lot of people that come and train here, if they're in the office locally, it might be they've got like their jobs in finance or law and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. their idea of going to the office is like chino shirt or suit and tie, that sort yeah. of stuff. And like I can't really think of much worse than like lugging a big bag with a, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff in six in the morning, getting soaking wet and freezing, and then having to put all that sort of stuff on. Whereas like for me, like if i cycle cycling in a coat and a hat and gloves and mm-hmm. pee kit, basically, like yeah. I can just come here and put like sweats on and like a, a done, tracksuit yeah. on and I'm like, it's warm, it's comfortable, it's nice. So, like, yeah, it's fine. Um, considering I started cycling off the back of the summer that we had like the heat wave, the drought, the 40-degree days and whatnot. Yeah, my bike was on order then. I was waiting for it to arrive. We had the 40-degree weekend, my bike arrived and I was like buzzing, like, this could gonna be great cycling. And the first three days I cycled in now, I just got soaking wet in the rain. On the way to, I'm from work. Well, wait to start. I know sod's law. Terrible. It's
0: nice as well because every day now you're like it's like a bit of a like a theatre show. So like because you're becoming more and more and serious, more and more serious (laughs) with cycling. You started with just the bike, the helmet. Now it's gradually getting to the lycra. Mate, (laughs) there's (laughs) no lycra. There'll be lycra soon. There will be lycra soon. This
1: is one thing. We've gone way out of it. You asked me a question. I haven't even answered it. You asked me something about cycling five minutes. So I can't remember what it was. What was it? Uh, how am I finding it? Yeah. yeah. yeah with regards
0: uh, to waking you up in the morning. Yeah. Wake, that's it? the one. That was it. <laughs> we'll get kind of, back to this.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, mate, it's great. Like, I think for, it's easy. Again, it's, when I used to live like two minutes over the road, it's so easy to like get up in the morning, roll out of bed, have a coffee, quick shower. And then you're in here like within half an hour waking up mm-hmm. and you're still not really awake. You're still half asleep. But like to get up, have a have a shower, have a coffee and do like 15 minutes of cycling. It's not a long period of time by any stretch, but like just 15 minutes where like you're sweating a little bit, like breathing yeah. hard a little bit. Um, Mate, it's a great way of waking oh, up. Oh, a little bit. Is it easy then, cycling? Is it an easy bit of work? Well, it's all relative, isn't it? Like, yeah. So it's yeah, all, uh, it's all intensity driven. Mm-hmm. um I'm lucky; like it's just a flat cycle lane most yeah. of the way in. But um like, especially on the way home, I'm not really worried about appearances. Like, so if I'm no. home and test how fast I can get back, like I'm
0: definitely working. My yeah. I mean, back. you're a good-looking man, so you don't need to. Don't need to worry about that anyway. <laughs> Where does do that you? come into it? I'm just paying you compliments. <laughs> so basically, all we've established so far is that. Training-wise, all you do is bicep curls. Yeah. And cycling. And cycling. Yeah. What a way to train. Great way to stay in shape. Yeah, cool. So no more farmer's carries, no?
1: Oh, they're a permanent fixture. Oh, of they're course, a permanent yeah. Fixture. yeah. Everyone, everyone who been. is a member of MSC. I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but there is a certain photo of me doing rounds on social media. I've seen that. That
0: isn't a bad angle. It does do you a lot of justice, doesn't it? The arms look big. It's like, not a bad angle. You know how to post those photos, don't you? It's not a bad angle. There's that. No. We had one.
1: We had one kind of photo shoot uh, just before we kind of. I think the day we were reopening, um, sort of post COVID, so to speak, where all the coaches were in and um, we were getting the place ready to open up. Um, and we had uh we had ritual visuals in shards, Ian. Oh um, nice. taking a load of, like promo promo shots for like the kit, the stash and everything. And like, yeah. Mark Mark came out of that. I think there's about two photos of him doing like a warm-up set on RDL. He's <laughs> got really short shorts on and his legs look like, blessed. He's, like, he's got a big set of wheels on him, don't get me wrong. But like it's just a bad angle for him. Bad he angle, just, like, he yeah. didn't get anything out of that shoot. And I think there was about a thousand photos of me. Where like every one of them is like the best photos they've been taking. Me like great angle, great light. <laughs> yeah, and you use <laughs> like, it for everything now, don't and you? That's my social media. for yeah. last five years now. Yeah, not that I post very much, but um, yeah. Mark, Mark just got like the the, the wrong end of the deal on that. Cool. Um, yeah, I just came out of it. Smelling the roses.
0: Fantastic. No, so I think. Yeah. So it's nice. It's obviously nice that you're here. It's nice that we can have a chat. And I think we've got some interesting topics to talk about, haven't we? So yeah, yeah, I think if we start within the gym and strength and conditioning world, (laughs) why are you having so much if we stay within the gym and strength and conditioning world? Yeah, I want us to talk about idols and people you admire within that? that world. Maybe someone that got you into training yourself when you were younger or some Memory that you can imagine that that person got you into that kind of mm-hmm. gym training. So, for me, I think there's a have couple of We
1: might have a the top of the list. I feel like it's probably going to be the same
0: person. Should we say it on three? One, <laughs> <Good house>. two. <laughs> Let's say it on three. Okay, one. <laughs> Two, three, Ronnie
1: Arnie. Oh, oh. Okay, okay, so your one, my one, and two, and your one and two, got me the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those two, way those way way
0: right. two, with regards to bodybuilding, I yeah, think just
1: different. If you grew up wanting to do like just an interest in training, interest in like weightlifting, and like inevitably grew up and then ended up wanting to do sports science or you know whichever route you went. Yeah, yeah. Um, at some point you've spent hours on end watching like Arnie. You've watched Pumping Iron. Or you've watched a Ronnie Coleman training compilation. Yeah. Or you've watched Dorian Yates' Blood and Guts. Good, good, very good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Just on Temple Street down here. Um, at some point, you've watched all those videos. you spent hours pouring over them. Um, and it's great.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think with Ronnie as well, I think everyone has watched that YouTube video of him in his yellow his yellow <laughs> trousers. <laughs> yeah, like circus Yeah, pants. yeah. he gets the, that huge fan out just blowing straight on himself. But he's dumbbell benching like 200 pounds or something stupid. like that yeah so like they're are like two good old school bodybuilders and then into the current day i would bring about people like larry wheels people like yeah that. i
1: mean i'm not i'm, I'm almost the, the other way around and i think uh a lot of nowadays i think a lot of what you see in that realm it's kind of gone from being out and out like idols of bodybuilding Again, Dorian Yates. The Arne's, yeah, the Ronnie Coleman's to so like YouTubers and Jiggle social- Shark, yeah. Athletes, yeah, yeah, social yeah. media influencers. Mm. Uh, and there's obviously like bodybuilding is still obviously a sport, bodybuilding is still obviously a thing, it's still like got, um, you know, a, mass- a massive following behind it, but it's it bleeds so much now into just like the social media, yeah, yeah, without if, a doubt. You know, and like, I'm, I'm I stay well away from a lot of the like I said I think I post on Instagram maybe like once a year or something. Yeah, we get an occasional um, post from you don't. Every now and again, I, I pop my head up. But, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, like I said, all of the kind of YouTubes and what I really stay away from. But then there's other kind of platforms like Derek, more plates, more dates, mm. um, who's almost like exposes and goes into and almost kind of calls out a lot of those YouTube influences, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. And I have got a lot of time for him. I follow him quite closely. Um but yeah, like I, said, I think we'll, we'll come on to everything because you know, a lot of his content are on like PEDs and drugs yeah, and sport, years, and whatnot. Yeah. That's a little bit going to come on to later, I think. Yeah, well. without a doubt. Um, yeah, big fan of his. Yeah, big I think
0: the way that like the gym and strength world is going, I think social media has definitely accelerated that
1: oh, in, in a very strength. good
0: way. There's a lot of bad that's come out of it because you sort of, as you said, people like that identify the wrong in a lot of people. But yeah, that platform has accelerated a lot of sports. Yeah. And I'll tell you one sport that I started watching you're going to be so shocked by this because I, I probably haven't told you this actually one strength sport that i've started watching is arm wrestling <laughs> have you ever watched um, it i've i've seen it i've seen it happen so um, it's actually like hard like i'm gonna place arm wrestling yeah i know but there's so much like technique and everything that goes into it and you look at the guys that are doing it like i mentioned but larry wills got into a little bit of it himself and he was getting battered by these people that probably look like me and you, like obviously very good looking, athletic, bold yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just literally battering because they're good with angles. They're like, their muscles in that position. Absolutely are so strong. great rotator. Yeah. Like
1: one big rotator. I can't like, and this is, this is like partly because of like my background with like injury and rehab stuff, that sort of thing. Um, I find like certain sports or certain things I'm always because I've seen a lot of like bad injuries that have happened or I've seen like every, every time you go to like a, like a lecture on like, ACL rehab or something, mm. you always see that whoever's delivering this seminar or whoever's delivering like a, a conference presentation on like, ACLs and like knee injuries, they we'll always have like this three minute video at the start. And I said, we're just going to watch this first. And it's just like a video of people like rupturing knee ligaments. It's horrible. It's, like, it's just ripped. a compilation Yeah. or like tender, like the last time I went and had a CPD session on like um, Achilles tendon rehab. And it's just a slow motion video of a guy doing a depth jump. And as he hits the floor, it's oh, Achilles ruptures. And it's horrible. Oh yeah. So like stuff like that, but like I always, to some extent, like I'm watching a client do something or I'm watching sport on TV and in the back of my mind is like, I'm always just like, well, this is the kind of thing where like any minute now you can disrupt his Achilles. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the kind of thing where any minute now they're going like, to break their leg. And yeah, I, I, yeah. one of my old clients who used to be a member here, she was um, great, great fun. Really, really good. But she was on a night out and she arm wrestled a bloke in a pub. And she, had a, huge, she a huge spiral fracture. <laughs> down uh, <laughs> her, uh, her humerus. So like her x-ray and her MRI report afterwards, uh, that is like, see just like the bone in her upper arm like this, and there's like plates and screws That's and metal rod and everything. So um, really like a load long-term rehab for that. So now like someone's starting armrests, I'm like that little girl. semi <laughs> yes. we yeah, so imagine armresting, oh, is it bringing like, up like oh, man, it's, it's horrible. It's like, yeah, I like, just like, it, I, don't, I think it's just because of like I said, the, the work that I do and, and Every conference I've been to, yeah, you just see a yeah. horror show at the start. And that part in particular, yeah, arm wrestling for me, not
0: the one. Not man. the one. Not the watch one, catch me dead doing that. Okay, Didn't cool. Me dead. So, yeah. So, I think that's a good <laughs> <Yes, laughs> <yeah>. Arm <laughs> wrestling shit, basically. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah. But, so I think we've definitely established that, straight, like, gym-related people, both of ours are, are very similar. It's the old-school bodybuilders, the Arnie, the Ronnies. Yeah, Bonnies. yeah. The phil heaths like all of those kind of people. yeah yeah although there's uh on a bit of a tangent
1: one thing this is when I was maybe a little bit like uni age mm. um i watched a lot of as youtube channel for a gym in america called california strength okay and the cal strength channel like they've got a really good they've got a very very high-end weightlifting team um a load like the us team a lot of the who go to the pan am was natural championship some of the olympians that go from from the us training mm. there it's just a really good, like a really good YouTube channel. that's just like an almost like a day, daily video yeah. diary of all of their elite guys training together, guys and girls, um, and that's great. It's cool. Like Wes Kits is a big one, mm. like big heavyweight American Olympic weightlifter. I know yeah, you're a big yeah. fan of your weightlifting from your from your CrossFit work, of course, yeah. which you won't judge you for. But um, yeah, he's he's a great. lifter. He's another one who, like very very different, quite far removed from the social media side, and the bodybuilding side. Yeah, it's yeah. like a strength sport athlete. Class to watch. Like. it was just um yeah, really good. Probably the yeah, first cool. sort of, like Olympic weightlifting that I got into as well. So yeah. it's um,
0: always got a bit of a soft
1: spot. Oh wow, oh, cool. Cal strength.
0: Cow strength. Search that if you have time. Mm. Um so I think diving onto a new topic. So there are I think we've obviously said cow strength, Ronnie, Arnie. Yeah. Now yeah. Dorian we, Yates. Dorian Yates, um, another good one. Well. So if we go outside of that a little bit and right, like open our scope up to sport in general so mm. there's two two questions that i want to ask that i think we both get quite interesting answers for and i know a lot of people will have different like memories and associate and things associated with these answers so i want to hear your favorite sporting idol with regards to a specific moment mm-hmm. so whether that be like I'll throw a few examples out there like Johnny Wilkinson dropping his drop goal against Australia something like one moment that just solidifies them as an incredible athlete that just makes you go wow that was fucking amazing there's there's a a couple there's a couple
1: like um, you've almost the nail on always going. Luke always terrors me because every time I come on a podcast, I always say you put the nail on the head. Hit the, nail on the head. Head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Like Johnny Wilkinson's a big one. I think I've been playing rugby for about like three months. I was in like year seven, I think, mm. when like, that happened. Yeah. And that was massive. That's um, so
0: weird. I was like you were about four. Oh right? my
1: god, that's just that's just made me realise. were like still a tadpole. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was that. There was uh, what else was there? Um, Dan Carter versus the Lions in new zealand like when he just absolutely tore them open i don't think that's that's a moment moment. yeah um this one's a bit of a curveball and this is still very much like when i was a lot uh a lot younger Uh, it wasn't necessarily like a sporting moment as far as like triumph and achievement but Mm. um jerry collins okay all blacks like legendary hall of fame flanker yeah on holiday in the uk and on his day off he goes and plays for Bitterford second team. I heard like, this, They're yeah. like, like, southwest, I don't know, like, southwest for west yeah, or yeah. something. Like, look, really low level. Um, and he's on holiday. He's having a, an espresso in a cafe. Uh, and a guy just comes up to him and says, oh, you're Jerry Collins, are you? And he literally just says, yeah, like, you know, I'm on holiday, I'm looking around. Do you know any rugby clubs? I fancy having a run around, I fancy having a game. And yeah. he's turned out on a Saturday morning there's a there's an interview on Sky Sports somewhere where this guy turns up at his rugby club. It was like, boys, I found us a player for today. He's gonna to tell us <laughs> to play all his mates. Are like, yeah, Joe, yeah, I like no on. chance. And Jerry Collins gets off the bus. That and is. he's like 19 stone, absolute like granite Tongan origin mm-hmm. All Black flanker. And he can't. He, I think he's looking for like a pair of boots or something. So he gets and he plays a bit of and then he's playing for the barbarians like a few weeks later and, you know the bar- bar- barbarians always wear their own club socks they wore their socks wore socks the barbarians yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. class
0: that that is that's a good, class that's a good one like actually. in the since
1: since I was a kid and so probably just before I started playing rugby when I was when I was five or six years old that wasn't like rugby was barely professional then mm. and it only just started in the 90s I think yeah pro but then like since I played all I've really known rugby as is like in the professional era mm-hmm. um, and that's just a throwback yeah, yeah. You don't like that doesn't happen now because you know they they can't turn out and play for because the They can't no. have a, a rub before the game. They can't have their ankles strapped. Exactly. Get exactly. Pre-activation. Mm. Um, That's a
0: good one. I do like that. I, I love it. That. That's classic. I reckon that might win our little competition. Ooh, see, the think. See, I think I've got a couple. I've got the classic. So I wouldn't say it's a classic. But I. I had a little think about, and I had a little research actually about like records within sport and how long, how long they sort of held their, held their own in that. And there's plenty of people like Michael Johnson running. I think his, I think his 400 meter time still hasn't oh, for years. Yeah, or it's yeah, lasted yeah. a while. I think stuff like that holds a lot with with regards to that. And I think Eddie Hall doing the 500 k deadlift. Yeah, yeah. I think that is probably the biggest record ever broken. If you think of it in a sense of it was at like 460, 461, 462. It was only ever a kilo every single time. Yeah, and then bang. Bam, 500, 500, 500 kegs, done. Like 40 kilo increase. In, like, the, in the same year,
1: he won World's Strongest Man. Yeah. Because I know yeah. there was so much back and forth between him and Thor, wasn't there? Mm. Because I think, did Thor ever do the 500 deadlift in the end? Did he he did didn't... 501 in his own home gym. Uh, so he did that. But then like, Eddie was, he always said, he was just like, if you do them both in the same year, it's like, if you just training for the deadlift, so I find like 500 or 501 yeah. is incredibly impressive, but do it in the same year when we the strongest man, and like do all yeah. the training, suffer through all of that, and still do both those at the same time. It's like no one's ever gonna do that again, exactly. no one's ever gonna deadlift over 500 and winning the same year. It's like that record will stand for decades. Well I know some that's the biggest thing, I reckon. Yeah.
0: And I know some people have come close to pulling it. I think there was I can't remember the name of a the guy. There's a guy who pulled it up to his knees like 502 or something yeah, like that. Was it real deadlift? Was it sumo? But it was or... pr- proper dead. Ooh. Proper dead. But I think he's just a deadlifter, he's not a strong man or anything. Oh, like okay. That. But I I just think to increase that deadlift for like that's the equivalent of that is like someone doing the hundred meters. And obviously it's nine fifty eight at the moment, isn't it? And it's going down to like nine seconds, or like breaking yeah, it by yeah, that, that much, that or like much. someone high jumping. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think that's such a huge increase. Like, okay, he yeah, could have. Yeah. He could have. I, I don't know how much money he gets from every time he breaks it, but he could have literally done every year one kilo, underground. Yeah, he's one kilo. Yeah, yeah, he could have yeah. easily done yeah. that way. Because I know that is what. So you know, Lasher the weightlifter. Yes, the world record holder yes. at the moment. I'm pretty sure he could easily smash that world record. Like his his lifts at the moment are so good, but he only ever breaks it like by a kilo at a time because he right. gets a certain amount of even money. At that level. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 Smart. Yeah. So There's that Eddie, Eddie Hall for me, I think that's that's the one. That's that, big. Mm, I just that's big. I he did of, it
1: twice as well because if whether it was on separate events, I can't remember. But he, there was a time when he deadlifted and it didn't count. He got to the top and he just dropped it. Yeah, 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 I remember that. But that that doesn't it doesn't count, does it? No, no it's not deadlift. No, at um, So he's done it twice. Yeah. Whether or not Thor's done it at home, further one, twice at home of a different session, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, um It's just an it's an outrageous amount of weight. Five and half a ton, a ridiculous amount. To of To pull that,
0: yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. So that's why I think that is the best sporting moment. And then, I was also thinking, I didn't actually think of much, but. What do you think with regards to a sporting moment? It's been the biggest thing that's happened on like the biggest stage. So I'm putting you on the spot here. So it's like whether it's like Champions League final, Olympics, yeah, yeah. like a moment. Like I'd even pull in like was it Ronaldo or Bale's overhead kick that they did in Champions League final, something mm. like that. Like a moment that's so big that's been on the big platform as well. Because Eddie Hall's was impressive, of course, but yeah. it's not huge. Like just with regards oh, to, oh, to how how big that's that, on the spot. There's one yeah. that I think is is very. Uh, very, very, very current
1: and very appropriate. Leon Edwards, yes, Leon Edwards. Yeah. The the context. A local boy. A local boy, straight <laughs> out of Erdington. Yeah. Um. The 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 context of that when he's. Like, there's been so much about like the last few years with COVID and whatnot. He was really hamstrung by like canceled fights, not being able to get out of the country because of COVID, not being able to fly, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and just not having much of an audience in America. Like, he was very, like for ages, he was winning fights. This is in the UFC for anyone who's not kind of invested in this. Yes, uh, winning fights, putting really, really impressive performances together, back to back to back to back, and crowds just not really caring. Mm. He's a UK born fighter. Yeah. No big name, never gone and trained in the States, always trained out of Birmingham. Um, and just not really having the kind of fan base behind him where like it matters in the UFC which mm-hmm. in the US. Um, and for ages he was trying to get his title shot and they finally got it. Um, he fought like he, one of the last fight he lost, which was in like 2016 or something, was against the current who is the guy Kamaru Isman, who's is now was um, the current like Undefeated, pound for bound, best fighter in the world, mm-hmm. um, undisputed champion in that weight category. Uh Leon Edwards fought him again a couple of weeks ago, won the first round, let's be going okay, got dominated for mm-hmm. the majority of the fight. Yeah. And then like right near the end of the fight, crazy one of the most incredible knockout finishes you'll ever see yeah. in like combat in combat sports, like Never mind, like, you know, the story behind it, but, like, just the, the technique and the execution mm. and the dominance of, like, that shot and that knockout yeah. was insane. You don't see that in boxing. You yeah. don't see that in in Muay Thai, kickboxing, that sort of stuff very often, like, in any... In any fight, anywhere, regardless of context, that was incredible to see. Yeah, yeah. But the in the context of it, like who it was against, mm. back against the wall, yeah. chips down, back against the hail mary, wall. Yeah, and yeah. he just comes out. It was that moment. was incredible. Yeah, it, it, ridiculous. Um, and you know everything he's he's sort of spoke about in the run up to it in and you know how he talks about the win and why he does it, and his motivations for it, and his backstory is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um you know, every, everything that he's been to to get to that point and then, you know, to do that against Kamara Usman on the biggest stage. Yeah. The world watching. It's a, um, well, it's, it's sporting triumph. It's yeah. The stuff, yeah. It's the stuff of legends. Yeah. Um, that is an adrenaline rush art. okay Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. One night after, I reckon. Insane in Vegas? Was Vegas? I think so. No, Salt Lake City. Salt ah. Lake City. Um, able yeah, to do it. And again, like, you know, the big facts that everyone spoke about was the altitude of it. Like, it's an incredibly the city itself is really, really, really high. Yeah, yeah. I think Kamara Usman's training base is in Colorado. So he he lives and trains at that altitude. And you can see, like, across that whole card, all the fighters on the night, loads of them were really slow, really sloppy, like, obviously feeling the effects of the altitude. Yeah. So then to, like, to be beaten and wrestled for five rounds and lose the majority of those rounds and to come back and do that at the end when, like, you're flagging, there's literally less oxygen in the air, you're breathing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Make goosebumps. ridiculous that shivers down that can spine. tell
0: uh, the way you're describing already, it. now. Already. You're ready to Put me fly in, yeah. <laughs> me yeah. yeah, yeah. I Get think coach that's Carter on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good film. Sporting triumph. Good film. Sporting we triumph. Had, we had a chat on one of the other podcasts about that, and I said that was my favorite sport. <laughs> this is a mark,
1: said local <laughs> Yes, it was that one. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, very, very good uh sporting oh. moment. I would say in the present day, that is definitely Crazy. up there. Crazy. So Moving on to overall, this is my second sporting person that I've asked you to have a little think about. Overall sporting person or persons or teams, whatever you thought Mm. of, that is just a sport idol in its own for their whole career, if that makes Mm. sense. So not just that one moment with the way that they've been throughout their whole sporting Mm. career, as I say. This is a...
1: This is controversial. Another controversial. Con- another controversial. Highly controversial. Um, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Oh, okay. I think in the 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 level of dominance mm. that that he displayed over the course of his career, yeah, was insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In- insane. Like it's yeah. not. It's not. A, it's not a sport that everyone like. Uh, you know, kind of you look at like teams like you know, you know Arsenal, the Invincibles, and they won they won every game for oh, a yeah. full season. Like people know about that, especially if you, you know that's a bit before your time, I think. Um, you know, one yeah. of the younger gentlemen oh, yeah. of, the, of the team, but you know things like that. Like it's it's very much in the public eye, and like over here, football is a big spectator sport. Yes, you yeah. know, um, like the All Blacks are known the world over because they are an incredibly dominant side. Whereas like cycling, I feel is a little bit more niche, maybe. Yeah. And a lot of people know of Lance Armstrong for the bad reasons and for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, But like the level of dominance that he showed and like just uh, in a sport that is so attritional in nature. Like if you have a day where like you maybe can't be bothered a little bit like Cristiano Ronaldo comes out and he's like he's not really too fast. He's not motivated on a given day. you can do yeah. thirty seconds. He can score a hat trick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at someone like Haaland at the moment, playing for uh for City. Like I say, all it takes is five minutes of work, and he can score a hat trick. He's, he's scoring yeah. goals for fun, and then he can just you know jog around, laser around. Pass and Those moments and again, hold. They have a lot higher though. Like in events like the Tour de France, which is hours and hours and hours of like. Grind and grit, mm-hmm. and everything you do over the course of that time frame, fact over the course of that event, factors in. Like you yeah. can't have an off day, yeah. you can't have 20 minutes for quiet period because it shows. And like to have that level of intensity applied mm-hmm. consistently for years, yeah, for yeah. years. Because how
0: yeah. many did he? Win?
1: How many did he win? I couldn't even tell you. I don't even. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I wouldn't know the number. But I think officially now, zero. He got more stripped, didn't he? um Yeah, yeah, but. I'm just gonna turn my Bluetooth off because I'm gonna start buzzing every yeah, five minutes right. and watch. Sorry Black about that. Um, but like, yeah, to the the level that he operated at was, and the sport that he was within mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, yeah. Insane. yeah. And I I don't think I don't know if we've seen anything. I, I, I could be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty often, sure often people will.
0: Perspective. People will prove you wrong without that. I think we'll get onto that topic. Uh, topic about drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like definitely in a second because I think that's a very that's a very interesting thing to talk about and then because I think with 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 drug use I, I'm a firm believer that I think if people I know it's banned and it seemed quite drug use in sport by i sorry drug use in sport yeah, yeah it's, of course yeah to frame that to not frame yeah that. um but I just think if people like especially in, in the world of bodybuilding mm-hmm. it's seen as quite a an open thing um, yes and I respect a lot of people more when they actually talk about all the drugs, like the drugs they take. And whereas I, I, I look down a lot more on people who sort of hide it and hide under mm. the rock. So it's like Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he's love him, love him, love him. Love him. Yeah. yeah, He's apparently on natural. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what is leading on from that? Like, what is your opinion on drugs in like the sporting world? Like, do you think they're is that there should be a place for it, it it's it, it's tough because like
1: there's a few different ways to come at it i'm sure we'll talk about all of them now. like nowadays especially like with even if you're in a sport where you maybe don't get paid that much for winning the sport for example maybe you don't get um you know a huge amount of wages from the team you're playing for or the organization you're within um now there's a if you're good at a, a sport like so you can have a huge reach through social media through yeah. sponsorships and like crossfit's probably a big example of that where like even like just a few years ago the prizes for winning the games weren't like life-changing money no. yeah. you know if you're if you're a golfer on a pro tour for a few years or you're like an 80 like a formula one driver for a couple of years you can make life-changing money in a couple of years yeah yeah but even some like matt, matt fraser or rich froning i'm sure they weren't like set for life from no. winning the games a few times but that being said, like I said, the sponsorship deals they probably have at the same time. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Like I said, if you win the CrossFit games five, six times on the bounce, you're getting hefty, hefty sponsorship deals from yeah. big, big companies. Yeah, like Rose. So so the 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 motivation to to take performance enhancing drugs mm. when there's a clear opportunity to make life changing money over the course of five or ten year career. Yeah. When like their window of opportunity is so narrow anyway. Yeah. Of course. Sport, like you get old, you can't compete regardless of what you're taking. Um like I get it, I see the motivation. I think like it's naive of people to think that athletes like that with that kind of motivation mm. um aren't taking drugs.
0: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting perspective on that, like the motivation of it, because it it is something as simple as you being second place at the crossfit game that could cost you out on huge deals with loads of companies so it's like if you have that little percent like some kind of drug that will add that little percentage Mm. onto your onto your events that will then get you life-changing money and will sort you out for your training without that you're gonna definitely consider that factor aren't you yeah yeah Yeah, you're you're injecting
1: (laughs) (laughs) but but i and, and i think the there's there's then like another another way of looking at it is there's like different for every sport I suppose there's like if you're a professional curler if you're Mm. curling you're building up to the big four year cycle for the Olympic curling team like how big you are how explosive you are how powerful you are realistically like your physiology and your physical capacity is a very small percentage of what determines your success in sport yeah it's more skill based isn't it it, it's massively skill based um, and like it's, it's not dependent on like muscle mass, power, VO2 max, that sort of stuff. Whereas in other sports, again, CrossFit, road cycling, like Lance Armstrong, Sort of France yes. like there's not as much skill in that. Obviously the CrossFit is still obviously very skill based in certain events, but a huge weighting of what determines success in that sport is based on your underlying physiology. Without muscle that, mass, yeah. VO2 max, um, like power output, yeah, power strength. You know, strength, strength yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 like so there's and it the more it's weighted towards strength, power, physiology, the more it's based on like purely what physical shape you're in, mm-hmm. the more motivation you have to take it because yeah, 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 there's, yeah. A,
0: there's a bigger relationship between taking drugs and finishing higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. So then do you think there should be like some kind of, com- not competition, <laughs> like a <the> druggie Olympics? <laughs> I'm not that saying is, that.
1: that. I, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah, I don't know what the answer yeah. is. Like we've already got, in so, some of those sports are just so about where there's like, you know, there's obvious benefits from being faster more explosive more powerful two of the biggest things or three of the biggest things that come to mind boxing MMA rugby or yeah. American football for mm-hmm. like so obviously there's a big difference and a big advantage to add from that but we've already got big enough problems of brain injury and concussion and yeah. early onset dementia and Alzheimer's yeah as it is without saying right you can all turn into a big load of roid monkeys we've already got big enough problems so like in the, in those in those environments, like absolutely not, no way. Like you can still have a very like a fully professional sport with incredible athletes playing a game that is way better than grassroots. So it's still a spectator sport. Like yeah, yeah. no one wants to pay the kind of like for a World Cup final ticket to go and see the Harborne third team play. <laughs> 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 Don't uh, me. There might <laughs> be a Harborne third. <laughs> no, third. Or, 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 or like you know, no one's, no one's going to pay hundred quid to be on vets. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, the true. first team. But, um, but like, but no no one's gonna pay good money to see a low standard of sport. But mm-hmm. like in things like again, rugby, football, all that kind of stuff, like you can still have a very high standard and, and have a spectator sport, fully yeah. professional, with huge crowds, yeah, without so, so like rigid drug taking in uh, <laughs> rigid drug testing <laughs> t- in this you know, yes, yes. is essential because again, like you've got to protect the players. Got without that, the athletes, that's the main so they're the ones putting their, their body in the line. And in some sense, unnecessarily so. It, but, but the problem comes when you've got testing, but people can get past it. Mm-hmm. So you've got some guys who are going out there and they're just like mutants yeah. who are just like, battering other people, giving other people concussions, when in theory it's a level playing field. Yeah, yeah And yeah. you're obviously going to have freaks. Uh, there's always freaks of a the generation. Like, there's always yeah. going to be Jonah Low moves. There's always yeah. going to be like um, Julian Surveyor's
0: yeah max sweet. cravens as well yeah we're like, all in the same <laughs> history yeah
1: there's <laughs> always going to be yeah. the freaks who are going to go out and cause damage to people what you don't need then is like other freaks tra- yeah. coming yeah. through because they've had a load of testosterone therapy or they've had a load of like trend
0: guns <laughs> Tren- yeah. and they're coming Tren- out like massive and just like melting people yeah. i think i think that's that is like a good a good sort of aspect of a good um a view of it because like the way people are nowadays, like we are the like the rugby, the whole rugby community now, we have grown so much. Like mm. I know we it seems like we're only looking at rugby, but I will look at maybe not boxing because they were huge back then. But if you if you compare like rugby players in the 60s, like you see the videos of yeah, them, yeah, they, yeah. If they were to look at if they were to look at people nowadays, they would they would say yeah. they're definitely all but, they're, but
1: then also like look at look at like Muhammad Ali was like potentially greatest heavyweight ever. Yeah. As an athlete looked absolutely nothing like Anthony Joshua. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Like yeah. that. that's that's 40, 50 years of like sports science, yeah. nutrition. That's like yeah. you know, government funding, like youth development plans. That's mm-hmm. like you go to a Premier League academy now in football, any professional sport, yeah, and they've got an SNC coach and a nutritionist and a sports scientist from the age of 10. Yeah. So like they're putting in best best practice. Um, you know, best practice stuff in place mm-hmm. from a child and they're having 10, 15 years development. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, Ali never had best practice sports science his entire life.
0: Yeah. Never yeah. mind
1: from the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that, yeah, there's there's certain sports where like th- things are accelerating fast enough as they are and there's a great enough risk to the athletes as it is without yeah. throwing into the mix massive increase in power output, yeah, and speed, yeah. and, and exposure through PEDs. Like, even back then on the other side of it, in a sport like, Road cycling, like mm. in Lance Armstrong's case, yeah. Um, although like there's obvious inherent like health risks that come with drug use, you don't want to like encourage that. Yeah. Like no one's gonna get brain damage from mm. more concussions. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then also like at what at what level do you start to encourage like mass drug use? Yeah, as yeah, as, like, yeah, at what yeah. point yeah. That drug, ill health. But yeah. at the same time, like I say, Lance Armstrong, I'm totally fine with you know everyone's gonna focus on the fact that oh, he was a drugs cheat and whatnot. Like, he should have been banned and, and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, like I think he's been, had all of his Tour de France wins stripped. Mm. And I think at some point, everyone else, I think the last one he won, everyone, is some ridiculous statistic, like all of the, he's had his title stripped, so he never won it. And did. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else who finished in the top 10 that year, at some point, has served the drugs ban. Oh, okay. So he's the only one that's, that's been found out to be treated. To Have they kept extent. all of their... They've, 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 they've been banned for drugs at some point. They've yeah. had like a one-year ban or a six-month ban for a failed drugs test. Mm. Um, Whether they've had like a full-length ban or there's been extenuating circumstances, like tainted supplements, all this yeah, kind of rubbish. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like at some point, everyone else that finished in the top 10 that year has failed a drugs test. Mm. So like the idea that... And again, like now... I think last time Mark uh, answered a QA and someone asked about drug use in um, in CrossFit. Yeah. And he was like, b- b- absolutely, people say, oh, for the yeah. same sort of reasons we've spoken about. Yeah, it. yeah, of course. And I think I got a message off um, a quite a prominent CrossFitter saying, like, oh, his rant was really poorly judged. Like, I know these mm-hmm. guys, they train well. And, like, and then, like, in the last couple of years since that happened, in, even just in the last six months, there's been like, Athlete after athlete after athlete they mm. have been shown to fail drugs tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. in CrossFit. Like right? so, yeah. so it's naive to think this isn't happening. Yeah, of course. It obviously yeah. does the extent to which like it should just be able crack on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it's massively determined by like, you know, what that sport looks like yeah, and yeah. what risks the athletes already putting themselves up against. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance Armstrong, like there's there's talk of in his era, in him, in his era of professional cycling, um, one of the side effects of taking EPO which is a drug that um, massively increases the amount of oxygen you can carry in your blood, mm-hmm. increase like red blood cell count. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I might be butchering what that does, but it's very much about, you know, take supply and oxygen, increasing endurance, as opposed to what people yeah. think yeah. of as steroids and massive increasing muscle mass. Yeah. One of the effects of that has, is it makes your blood a lot thicker. Mm. So there's stories of like, I think it's more like the Dutch teams or the German teams, or like there's stories of like, they took so much EPO that at night when they were asleep and they cooled down, their blood would get so thick, they were all in danger of like big blood clots, heart attacks, stroke, Ooh, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So on Tour de France in the middle of the night, you'd have guys, you just hear guys getting up in the middle of the night and going for a bike ride because they had to get warm. Yeah. So their yeah. blood was thin enough That's for the heart yeah. to pump it around. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. the idea that like Lance Armstrong is a bad guy in all of this in yeah. isolation is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Very interesting. We're gonna get we're gonna get some heat for this. I know we <laughs> actually are, are we?
0: You know what? We're all here for it. We, we're all here. For- <laughs> we're all here for it. We like a bit of heat. Um, so yeah. So you, Lance Armstrong is one of your favourite. Oh, crazy! And yeah. and at the same time, he used his platform.
1: So although those stupid yellow bands that we all wore for years when we were at school, like he used the platform to raise tens, if not hundreds, I don't know what the number is, but yeah. of millions and millions and millions of pounds for charities. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, And to the point where I don't know. I mean, there's obviously going to be people like Richard, um, Bill Gates, and people who have given like philanthropists and give billions to charity. Yeah. But like, which, like, you know, you've got, um, what's his name, like Marcus Rashford, who did great good over lockdown, like the free school meals, loads of like awareness and charity and, and campaigning for really, really good causes like that. But we've got countless footballers in this country, we've got countless very, very wealthy sports stars who I'm sure all do their point here and there. But like, no one has had such a sustained charity campaign mm. throughout their entire career and donated so much money as Lance Armstrong did with yes. like, his platform, and as a, yeah, and as a cyclist, yeah, and as a cyclist, yeah, yeah. 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 I say I'm sure he wasn't earning the same amount of money as as David Beckham did. No, David Beckham, great guy, mm. great hair. But like, good, like hey, yeah. fantastic career, don't get me wrong. But like, there's people like, again, like Messi, Ronaldo. Like, I'm sure they do a lot of good, but none of them have done as
0: much good as Lance Armstrong did during his career, yeah. even if yeah. his career did end the way it did. Yeah, that's a good topic. Like, we won't get onto it because I could talk for ages a- about that. But like, with regards to giving to charity and stuff, it's it's one of those. Like, you you might not even hear that Messi and Ronaldo are giving loads to charity, but it's with the public eye now, it's like. They're sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't. So it's like, yeah. unless they tell people that they're giving loads to charity, yeah, you don't yeah. know about it. But
1: he's probably better off. I, I would have thought it's better if an athlete or a famous person or someone who's very wealthy is giving to charity, surely the best thing is to tell people you're doing it to normalize it and force other people to do the mm. same.
0: I'd, I'd think about it loads. Like I'd tell like one person so then they can then tell people. So it's not going to... Oh, I'm not the guy telling yeah. people. But
1: yeah, but... Did... <laughs> crazy loads of time. I do bloke! all
0: go around like, everyone yeah, just donated this. Yeah, right, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah so, of course. That guy. <laughs> he does stop talking <laughs> yeah. about... So i tell you, I'd have completely... We're going back now to the topic about sporting people, which I yeah, like yeah, a while ago. Going off that tangent, but yeah. So... Lance Armstrong for you. I tell you someone for me that I used to watch loads when I was a kid when I was at home. Phil the Power. <laughs> <Taylor>. <laughs> no. Yes, Struggish and darts. Yeah, exactly. PD. They used it's to be skill based, but it's skill based. <laughs> it's it's they, yeah, skill it's all by. about it, yeah. But Phil the Power Taylor. What? The... He was Dominant. my boy. Dominant <laughs> dominated the sport of darts for years. <laughs> I'd get home from school, darts on. Bit
1: I'd watch Phil, Phil the Power
0: Taylor. Against so I don't even know who he'd play, but I just knew I knew his little dart stroke. Big MVG Michael yeah. Van Gerwen. Michael Van he, Gerwen. He's of another
1: one though. He's in, he's a new kid on the block, isn't it? Well, not yeah. anymore. So much. He's been around for donkeys years. Yeah, well, he has, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, there's in in other. Did you ever watch Earl the Pearl Strickland?
0: No, is, is <laughs> that a he, dance he's player.
1: He's like he's like the he's the he's the equivalent of Phil the Power Taylor. Yeah, but in American uh,
0: pool. Oh, okay. In, in pool. Like, I didn't know pool. Is it big in America? Like, as in, is it broadcasted a lot in America? So, oh, oh, man, it's, it's, it's a great sport. Yeah. It's a, oh, okay. it's a, in, in Earl the
1: Pearl's world, it's a beautiful game played by only people. Oh, Is, what okay. I say. is that an Earl the Pearl is that, quote? That is an Earl the Is that classic. up in the bedroom? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but similar sort of
0: vein. What, mm. what What? an athlete. What, what, what an a competitor. Athlete. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Very skill-based. Not as much... Um, hugely skill-based. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they obviously like a pint when they're playing. Not anymore. Yeah. They're yeah. not allowed to
1: anymore. Have you, have you ever seen darts, televised darts from, like, the 80s? I don't think I have, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like, it is literally like, like there's there's the there's a dartboard there at the hockey. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. there's literally, like, tables of pints.
0: <laughs> at what a life, eh? Hey? <laughs> Take 18. us back to the eighties, <laughs> but there, yeah, still the power tailor for me. I think with those skill-based sports, I think they are like those. It is it is that whole skill versus um,
1: physiology physiology
0: side. Yeah. Like how much? Like do you associate an athlete being better because they are? physiologically better within their sport, mm. or do you associate athletes being better because they're better at that skill within their sport? Mm. So it's like, feel the power Taylor. skill for darts is through the roof, incredible, one of the best to ever live. Similar with someone like Ronnie O'Sullivan, skill-based, oh. there is no one that will get near him with regards to that. Physiologically wise, they won't mind us saying that if they ever listen to this. They're not the most physiologically...
1: <laughs> Ronnie, if you listen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ...athletic people. But then you look at, as we said, like Anthony Joshua, physiologically and within his sport, yeah. plus the skill-based side, mm. he's going to be a lot higher. So it's weighing out how much that skill base is going to have compared to that physiological side. Mm. So I don't know how you could ever put it on a scale. By, yeah.
1: But there, there are... there's I don't, I don't know if you can boil it down to individual athletes, but like right, the... Again, we keep getting back to rugby. I'm so, I, I always go back to rugby. Yeah, you love things, but rugby how,
0: is You're such a good
1: one. But I know, like, the RFU have, have come out with loads of research, like, recently over the last few years, talking about, like... Um, game-winning actions mm-hmm. and like what determines success in looking at what determines success in, in in a rugby match. so Like, there's obvious things that are like you know spending more time in your opposition half. Yeah. Um, playing in the right areas of the pitch, that sort of stuff that determine. Kicking loads. <laughs> yeah, kicking those, loads. Like, like, uh, uh, but if you're you know if you're playing rugby in the right areas, if you're always on your opposition goal line, you're probably going to score more points than that's why that's obvious. Mm-hmm. But then they looked at things like average carry as well. So every time someone in your team gets the ball. How far forward do they travel? You know, if you only chance are if your team only travels 10 meters a time when you when you carry versus the opposition traveling 20 meters a time when they carry, yeah, chance like you've got a much bigger chance of that team winning. And then they've boiled it down they've said, right, okay, how much do certain physical qualities yeah. contribute to these factors? Okay. So like they've looked at it and said something like 30% of average carry is determined by like um peak power output relative power all this kind of yeah, thing so yeah you can yeah, say, yeah of this skill in rugby a certain percentage of it on average mm. is contributed by physical qualities as opposed to skill okay so, like there's certain things where you can boil it down yeah there.
0: yeah 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 um,
1: and i'm sure if you did that same study or if you could do that study with like track cycling again mm. or you'd see that like well 80 percent of what constitutes a win is the girth of their thighs? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah of thing, things like that. So yeah, there's always gonna be little things like that. But like, um you've always got your anomalies. And I think by yeah. def- by definition, by the time you get to the top of the sport, everyone you're looking at is an outlier. Like yeah. no one yeah. there is the normal average, and no, no one. put in So like, like <laughs> Tyson Fury is mm-hmm. an outlier. He but is like, an outlier. You look yeah. at like Anthony Joshua is like he's not. I'm not a boxing coach obviously not like I'm not someone like watching boxing like for someone who's operating on the level that he is at he's not a technician in the same way as like Tyson Fury is, or um, Lomachenko or Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather how have we not mentioned him Floyd Floyd. Um, but like he's not a technician the same way so you can look at those athletes and like you can probably say you know, realistically, Tyson Fury mm. is Tyson Fury because for a heavyweight, he's incredibly skilled. Mm. He's like really efficient. He's, he's, he's uh, a unique athlete in terms of like the, the skill that he brings to it. Yeah. Vasily Lomachenko, exactly the same, like skill, his footwork, yeah, his yeah, coordination, yeah. his balance is insane. Whereas like, you can say, considering the level he's operating at, Anthony Joshua might mm. not. Bring the same level of skill, yeah, yeah, but he takes people's heads off,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and he's an absolute machine and a monster. Um, I love, I love those kind of
0: sports. That it's like, because like, you you'd normally associate going back to the years boxing. If you're a, a huge hitter, a good athlete, they're the best kind. Of, well, I might be wrong, but like there'll be those certain kind of sports that, like, if you're an incredible athlete, like mm. quotation mark athlete in terms of your like physiological. Whatever you're going to do better within that sport, yeah, but it's yeah. like nowadays, as you say, that skill is actually s- still coming oh, up so against so, so, as so, you so, say, so it's highly. like Tyson Fury, he's not a spec like he's huge, and don't get me wrong, but it's like he's not a specimen of human being like Anthony Joshua no, You look at him and think, like, that's that is him. sport, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't tell him, yeah, oh, yeah, I would not tell him, I'd tell him. Him. definitely <laughs> tell him he's a like, you're incredible, but, yeah, but it's it, it's good that those kind of sort of comparisons are coming up nowadays like I'm, yeah, trying, yeah. I'm trying to think of a different one but I'm actually but like co- combat sports is probably a really big one yeah, combat sports yeah. is
1: probably a really big one because again like um, you kind of you, there's so much skill and technique involved mm. but again like there's such a big like physical qualities and physical uh ability yeah. plays such a huge part like if you're an incredible athlete it probably makes it easier for you to execute those skills
0: yeah yeah, um, yeah.
1: and it's probably the same everywhere like if you're if you're seven foot tall yeah i'd imagine you're pretty good in, in a, on a basketball court yeah, like yeah even yeah. if you've never played basketball before if someone just explains you the basic rules of like pass the ball to people on your team put it in the net <laughs> if you're seven foot and playing against of five footers yeah like yeah, yeah you're yeah. probably going to be better if you build skilling on top of that you can be unstoppable, yeah. Like, there's the the percentage of, I think it's something crazy. Like, if you're a seven foot plus male in America, the percentage of people who are above seven foot who play in the NBA is something like five yeah, percent, yeah. So, that's in the a country that like, it's crazy, like, yeah, it's just that, huge. Like, all you gotta do is be born that tall, and you're and the doctor can say, You got five percent, yeah. Him sign up. Him like, a start one, no. like if you play basketball, that like, you're probably because it's probably out the other 95 percent that don't play in the NBA. You, 50% and probably never play basketball. So yeah. all you've got
0: yeah, to yeah, do is yeah. be seven foot, play basketball. Play basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah exactly. You sound there, aren't you? I think that, I think one day, if you're ever back on the podcast, we should yeah. definitely, Like I know we have dived quite deep into it and we've we've probably chatted about so many different <laughs> topics, but we should definitely look at that because it is interesting, like skill versus like athleticism. I don't know if we've spoke about it before on other podcast, but I think that... Yeah. What, the, what the tie-in is. Yeah. How like, much of a tie-in there is. what. Yeah, what holds more... And obviously, you've got to look at different kinds of sports because some sports, as we said, darts and snooker are purely skill related. <laughs> but, but again, but. Like, even with like, okay, this is a this is a real stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, let's <laughs> do it. Stretch me, right.
1: like, <laughs> for, 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 for Taylor, the fitter he was, the lower his resting heart rate would be. So, in theory, the more steady his was. That is true. Actually, this is
0: yeah. pure conjecture. This is true. <laughs> this is guesswork. And if. Ronnie O'Sullivan will have done more isometric lateral holds. He will have been able to hold that in a more yeah, stable like, like, position. Like the
1: greater his plantar flexion strength. like if he's yeah. really reaching across the table and he's on tiptoes for a shot. Yeah. The difference might be if he has big, strong calves, he makes that shot. If he doesn't have strong yeah. calves, he doesn't. Like strength is never a weakness. Exactly. And if, he, if
0: he'd have worked on his walking, he would have been able to get a quicker one four seven. He also wrestled for a one-four-seven, but he could have broke that by doing more cardio. It could like one-four-eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, we're trying to say that athleticism. <laughs> well,
1: it's never a weakness. Uh, chances no. are, it, it's not going to make you worse. But if you're already a freak athlete, yeah, spending enough time in the gym to get stronger and get that extra one percent, yeah, might be detrimental because you got way less energy to actually focus on the sport. Yeah. If you're a monster, Francis Ngannou, mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua. Chances are they're already very strong. Yeah. To get bigger and stronger is going to be a lot of time and energy. Whereas they could probably be spending that time with their
0: boxing coach, learning the art. The, ring, the,
1: the art. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. The art I've, and the science.
0: Yeah. And I think that is a good place for us to finish because I think we've we've overloaded people with so many different <laughs> topics. So I think if people do want to hear us talk about this skill versus athleticism topic, we will dive in that another time. Good, so that is a good. Follow up, yeah. I think if we if we if I can ever get you in here for another podcast, we can do that. Hey, Simon, I'll put my invoice in. Yeah, uh, Sam. The two so, maxes podcast has come to a conclusion. I think, we post a I think we get outside the four walls of MSc. Yeah, two Maxes talking life. Life. Yeah, I think we do need to have a little chat about life. Just yeah. a chat about life. Cool. Um, so um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That has been the MSC Performance Podcast and Yeah, if you guys liked it or if you want us to cover any more topics, please just send us a message on any of our socials. And yeah, see you later, guys. Nice one. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Do I end it? Or do I just hold on, cancel that? Let's just stop the recording.